Hey, if you want to support this podcast, go over to anchor.fm slash drive safe text when home. But what you could do totally free, go over to Apple podcast and give, give me a rating. Like, you know, like maybe like a simple five star and say, this is the greatest podcast on the planet. You know, just something like along those lines, that'd be sick. But yeah, it, it definitely helps go up in the charts and all that fun stuff. So please, if you could do that, that would be sick. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, this is a podcast and I'm here with... Okay, hello, I'm Josh, <laughs> drums in People Slicer, and not very good at knowing when podcasts start. <laughs> Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Luke, bassist uh, in People Slicer, bass slicer. <laughs> dude heck yes this like well dude thank you guys for coming on this this was super sick like that that your guys's like newest record is like ridiculous so like uh when you guys said like oh yeah we're down i'd be like oh fuck okay cool because like yeah you you're like mirrors is unreal dude thank you we've still really we've done quite a lot of sort of interviews and podcasts and everything in between and we you know it's just amazing that people want to talk to us about the album we didn't ex- sort of expect any sort of reception at all so it's really flattering so thanks for having us more than anything oh wow that's damn that's crazy like yeah like you guys like killed it and like dude like y- y- that record came out on prosthetic right yeah Correct. prosthetic yeah that's ridiculous dude like how how did that even come to be like that 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 was that that's insane yeah so i think we we sort of completed all the album it took us a couple of years to do um we like recorded it in chunks like i did drums and katie did guitars at home but luke got one of his friends to come and record bass with him um do you mind popping on 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 mute a sec when you're not speaking, um, getting a little bit of feedback. Oh, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just a white noise. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, it's it's a long process, and we thought we'd take our time, try and find a label that you know, or someone that's happy to release it. We wanted it to be. We put a lot of time and effort into it. We wanted to put it out. Um, and give it the best chance to be heard and we emailed loads of labels and then katie um our guitarist vocalist just randomly um she said like prosthetic just popped into her head and she sent an email off to them and then literally within an hour or two they got back to back to us um it's steve who works at the label and he said i think we mentioned we worked with pedram from frontier and I recorded drums with, with um, Mike Mallion from Monuments, and he said, oh, that's really cool. Um, so I, he said he gave it an immediate listen, and we got a dialogue going straight away, and then we had a couple of meetings, and, you know, they, 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 they're just a really cool label for, like, bands starting out. They were quite happy to, you know, just, they sort of have a really great publicist who's helped us lots, and that's sort of what we wanted out of, you know, a relationship with a label, someone that's going to help us grow, and you know also give us the freedom they're like you know they don't put any sort of pressure on us and yeah it just it just randomly came about by just emailing them and falling into um steve's inbox at the right time yeah the rest is history as they say we were lucky (laughs) Uh, and like josh said like josh said they're 
the you know having some uh, quote unquote names attached to it, uh, uh, um, the label's own admission made made him uh, click on it basically and open it, and I guess in one of the many hundreds, if not thousands, of random solicitations <laughs> from varying qualities of material <laughs> that the guy gets, right? Um, mm. Yeah, helped. So you know, it's just uh, a lucky thing, and yeah, thanks for being so. Um, kind about the album in your intro oh yeah of course no like to know like to me like yeah you guys say it's like like lucky but like no like you guys like i it's it's so cool to hear that like you guys put so much work and effort i mean of course every band puts in a lot of work but like like yeah you said it took like a couple like years to do it like that's like you were like honing the craft of this record and it literally shows and i i feel like you guys definitely deserve that that record label for sure like they're they're huge in my brain like they i've always heard of prosthetic i'm like no no way and like seeing your guys's record on it was beyond sick who who what albums do you like from them the oh god um Okay, see, now that I'm put on the spot, I can't think of anything. Um, uh, well, let's, let's name a couple, right? So I think Animals as Leaders came out on Prostate. Dude, um, yes. The first couple. Uh, Lamb of God. Go, what's the name they did? Go on, Josh. Lamb of God put out the first few albums of them. Kajira. <laughs> Dude, That's probably the biggest name. <laughs> Just right All there. All the stuff I used to listen to when I was like... <laughs> 16 so it's very cool for me <laughs> my first ever gig was slam of god i'll beg your pardon the, no i mean the, the current roster is strong as well though right yeah yeah they've got some amazing bands amazing bands yeah they, like i'm pretty sure like uh didn't uh what was it uh why can't i think of who is who dude seriously i'm i'm on the spot i can't literally think of anything like like, dude, yeah, because I know... Well, I kind of did, did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I knew it. I knew it, dude. Oh, like, dude <laughs> I'm, like, I'm joking, man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But, like, no, like, because I know at one point they had, like, the Acacia Strain and then, like, Century, which was I sick, know. and then... Uh, who else was it? Trap Them was on it at some point. And, dude, those nice. alone, like, are huge. And, like, yeah, so, like... And like knowing, seeing like your guys, dude, and like, oh, dude, not not to mention like Meth is on there too, which is I love that band too. But like, dude, yeah, dude, dude, yeah, you you guys are like are on like it's so dope, dude. That's so insane. They got uh, Dawn Riot, Dawn Riot, who like a kind of uh, left wing black metal band from the UK. They're pretty cool. Oh, uh, I think Leechster on there as well, um, who are like a grindy kind of noisy uh i guess hardcore band really but um there's a band called hondal or like a swedish band they're kind of they're quite cool um yeah yeah they got they got some pretty pretty good uh you know the thing is like the the rust is kind of quite diverse in that yeah they have some they have some kind of more yeah 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 some more traditional kind of uh you know death metal there's a band on there uh, that literally, I bought their record about two weeks before we got signed, I guess, uh, called Exist. And it's kind of like 90s, I guess, inspired uh, te- tech death. It's quite spacey and ambient. And then it's like cynic, 
kind of later latter death vibes. Oh, and I was like, oh, this is great. And I went, you know, when we met Becky, our publicist, I went, you know, I just bought I bought that bloody record before we started. She was like, well, it's a shame because I got about five copies of my house. <laughs> 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 it's like, okay. But, you know, anyway, there's some cool bands on there, in conclusion. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's <laughs> that's so sick. And, and especially, like, like them saying like oh yeah like i got i got five copies it's like oh well you know what i'll just i'll just return mine and then you can just give me one for free there you go there you go, there you go. <laughs> i didn't i didn't do that i know <laughs> that's so sick though that's so insane and and <laughs> like, it, it's just so cool like you said like you bought it it's just like, like like a week or a couple weeks before that you getting signed to that label that that's just like dude you you knew deep down like it was gonna happen I, I, I mean, I'm not that fatalistic. But, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a dope album. It's called Egoista. Oh, heck I yeah. Exist. Oh, dude, Very I'm, cool. I'm going to check that. Yeah, that sounds awesome, dude. Yeah, I'll link it to you, man. Heck yeah, definitely. Oh, dude, sick. And like, okay, well, anyways, like, I uh, actually I actually just did an interview with like the Death Goals dudes and like I, I saw that yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I saw that yeah yeah I haven't actually listened to it but I'm going to Harry Harry's the man dude uh, yeah Stevenage Stevenage massive you know dude and like because like uh, when I found out because like I, I I heard of I heard of you guys before them and I saw and then when I did their interview I saw that you guys did a split with them and I was like whoa what no way like to me like that was like two like amazing bands coming together for a split and like it was so sick so how did that how did you guys even find each other Were you guys just play shows together or like how did it happen do you want to know like the deep death goals people slice a law Ooh. or did you cover it at all no <laughs> on, your, on your chat with them deep dude go go as deep as you can so we first we first met at, i think it was people slice's first ever show and it's basically just a random bill like thrown together and it had like a rock band in between and all Heck these yeah. sort of random bands <laughs> and then we we didn't have a vocalist at the time and kate had a really good friend who just turned up basically um he did the artwork for, that, <laughs> for um one of our early releases actually um and um oh no he did the artwork for like posters and stuff we've done and he did some death goals artwork but anyway he he ended up doing loads of um just random screening over us <laughs> he, he was he was actually good friends with um harry from death goals because i don't know how they actually know each other but we basically became the gig and then ended up just getting thrown on bills with each other and um yeah it's it's kind of weird weird how it's worked out we've we've been playing like endless shows of each other's over years got to know each other well did a split together we just that we just did at a studio in one day they took up the um first hour the first half of the day and we did our song in the second half and oh, released that yeah and um it's just weird how we both you know release these two debut sort of proper releases where you know full full releases on the same that wasn't like planned or anything we're not like <laughs> there isn't some like deep network of um i don't know death goals people slicer but it's, it's funny how our ascensions are happening at the same time so to speak um and our sort of journeys as bands and we've actually got our first show booked with them 
for um, next year yeah, that's as true. well. Yeah. So it's, it's it's weird. Our fates are entwined. There is a, <laughs> there is another element. There is another element to the Death Goals door, um, which is like that's the main part, and then you know <laughs> um, the other bit is that they they all knock. Up, they're, they're from like Stevenage and um, Hertfordshire, which is like a county above London. Okay. Um, and I kind of know people through that scene through. The person that Josh referenced, who recorded, who who engineered the bass on the album, and um, he's in a band called um, Everest Queen, and they're based up in Hertfordshire too. And we've like played shows up there with Death Goals. And there's a spot up there called the Red Lion, um, which is just like a normal pub, but it has all these mad uh, mixed bill grindcore shows and stuff once a month. <laughs> Sick. And held by this promoter called Jordan, and he, his promo- his promotion is called Tombstone. And uh, they have all sorts of bands playing there um, from all over the UK, just at this pub um, in a little ta- in a little market town called Stevenage, I guess. And uh, that's the kind of context that I knew Harry um, <laughs> and those guys kind of before I was in Pupil Slicer because I hadn't I'd, I didn't um, join I hadn't joined sorry by the time that that split came out I I joined after that. In oh, fact, okay. I think I auditioned that song that's on it. <laughs> no um, way. And there's like a little bar that's in 3-4. And Josh was like, oh my god, this guy can actually play the bit in 3-4 and it was in time. We should get him to join the band. <laughs> Sorry, you know, that's just some side time. bits <laughs> Yeah, no, there's, there's a deep, there's a deep people slice of Death Goals lore, which I think will be expanded even more in the next few years because yeah, they're like, I fucking love their new album, not just saying it because they're our mates and you know, I think you know, we've we've got quite a few cool shows and stuff booked up and getting a really amazing reception as well with our album. So yeah, they're just really lovely dudes and totally deserved of the praise because they're just awesome. See, I I, I keep hassling I, Harry to play slap bass on a on a Death Goal song. Um, eventually, <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably win and get to do that. Um, I hope so. Anyway, that's my ambition, dude. No, just show up to their next show with your gear and just uh, just like walk in, plug in, and be like, "Oh, sorry, <laughs> I thought it was my show." Like, dude, it, 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 it'll work, dude. I got because then I have a bass player, right? Um, the one of them knobhead guitarists that think they can just do it on their own. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've always I'm they've always been that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it works. Yeah, it, it works live. It's sick. Yeah, it, but like, I'm looking forward to seeing their new material live. It's gonna be so good, dude. Like, I just like again, like knowing you guys, like, like you said, like coming up, like at the same time with your new records, like both of them are amazing. And like, and like when I like, I don't know, like seeing that you guys, because I saw you guys are playing that show together, and I was like, oh man, I wish. I wasn't in America right now. Like, <laughs> like I, I would love, like, or in 2022, I would love to be over there because that's going to be ridiculous. And, and like knowing, like, because like I was talking to them about, uh, like the chariot and they were like, Oh, we, we went into like a million, like different, like tangents on that band. Cause they're like the greatest band ever. But like, like we were, it was just so cool to know that like you guys are coming up at the same time and that like, you guys are both playing like chaos. At, it's that that show is just gonna be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Like Hidden Mothers as well, a local Sheffield band. Um, that I'm a big fan of. I've not actually seen them live, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a really cool show. And then the only other one we've um, sort of announced is uh, in in the Netherlands. Which playing with like some of my favourite bands growing up, which is going to be 
weird, like Vujata and Loretto <laughs> Tomasi, Conjurer on the bill. So I'm just in heaven right now. It's amazing. Yeah. That's insane. Like, I think on, like, last show. Thing, man. We're going to need to... I was going to say for Vujata, man, I think um, we'll need to gent a bit more. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. I don't know that we can play at the at the Gent Tech Fest. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my god! There is one more show announced. I think the one in Scotland is announced. Oh yeah, there? yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've got another another show up in Scotland. So we haven't really like toured or been anywhere. Like because we sort of had this, um, you know, great reception with the album. We've gotten offered all these sort of crazy shows in different places, but. Before that, we were just playing London every month. We used to just play like a show a month in London. I think the furthest we ever went was for one gig in Cardiff. And yeah, now we're like venturing up to Scotland and playing wow. a show in the Netherlands. It's crazy. We went so to Leeds. That's pretty north. Oh, that's true, actually. That's yeah, like we did do, do a couple. Mm. But yeah, mostly it was just playing in London. Like, I'd, we used to have like maybe five months of like shows lined up, and it'd be like two in London one london the next month another one in london month after the other. we're just we're just touring london you know you've just got to up all them venues <laughs> that's awesome that's so cool of which, there, of which there are many in london like there's yeah. different scenes and uh, it's such a big city though isn't it vibes. yeah it's such a big city you can just like just playing north london and south london is playing like a totally different area and yeah different scenes different yeah, vibes man, like, yeah that that that's amazing. Over in West London, dude. East London, bit more hipster. <laughs> dude, no way, really. Yeah, literally. So East London, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, East London's like hipster. Um, <laughs> we played over there at like um, at the old Blue Last and stuff. And then in North London is like Camden uh, and Highbury. And there's a couple of like DIY venues that we played um, a bit further out north, like Tottenham area. And then West. We've played with our guys in Greybrain. Um, yeah, yeah they're over in like South Kingston. South like the hardcore. Like South West, okay, area. yeah, South West. Yeah, yeah, and then... I'd say like South London's like, more hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> like, so you got, yeah, South, like South West, who's like playing Croydon <laughs> and stuff, and then South East, you know, uh, is like New Cross Inn, which is the home of hardcore, which is what Josh was referring to. But being a South London <laughs> myself, um, it's a shame that I have to go to North London to go to more shows. Because um, I hate North London. Uh, can you tell we play London a lot? I was going to say, like, dude, knowing that you can say, like, Northwest and, like, all, all like, literally different, like, like every everything on the compass, like, you're literally hitting them all, saying, like, yeah, this is this scene. That's so I'm, sick. I'm unpacking it for people, man, so they know about, so they know about the density of the London scene. <laughs> Dude, if I ever get over there, I'm just gonna tour London. Apparently, like I, that's all you need. Like that's amazing. That's Pretty so nice. get out of London. London's a shit hole, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's <laughs> that's so good. Oh my god. Okay, well then, yeah, never, never playing London. There we go. That like all the people listening uh, in London, I apologize, uh, but uh, <laughs> that's that's so perfect. That is so awesome. Dudes, like how, how, like how, how did you, how did you feel like being a part of like that Mathcore Fest this year? That was so sick. Yeah, that's that was really cool. Like, 
Christian, who runs Macro Index Fest. Um, I'm sure like Katie would be able to tell you the story if she was here, but she um, she went over to the last Dillinger shows. Oh, and, um, what? And like, yeah, I'm very jealous about yeah, that. Me too, and I live here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she actually travelled over for them and like met like a few of the people from Mathcore Index, including Christian. Um, I think she met Carson there and was like, oh, I'm in a band. You should come on one of our songs. So that's kind of how he ended up on the album. Oh, um, so yeah. Um, yeah. They're, so they've always had a bit of a relationship just because Katie, but other than that, like Christian's just been really amazing and supportive of us. And like when we've done shows, he's um, helped us by like sharing posts and, been really supportive of us even when we weren't like strictly a mathcore band when our first release is like you know we, we were trying to be but what like i think mirrors is like the best representation of that but yeah he's super supportive and we were really flattered when they asked us to um do a live set for mathcore index fest but my only hope is maybe one day we could come over to the u.s and actually play it play in it when it's back to normal yes oh that would be so sick like and then also like you you guys were on oh oh please that would be so sick (laughs) (laughs) dude like and then you guys were on the same like to me like that day that you guys played like that that was like the most stacked lineup like thin bone cutter and callus and you guys like that was ridiculous that was like you guys you, that was so awesome man like that that day was so great yeah i, I stayed it was on really late for us but i was oh, um yeah i was i was shit posting in the chat on kate's <laughs> behalf because i'm sure that's what she would have been would have been doing if she was on but um yeah yeah it was really fun like the, the, it was i think <laughs> like the um what's it called the callous towel boys set started at like 3 a.m and i was like i'm not gonna go to bed fuck it but <laughs> i'm so glad i stayed up because it was so funny it, like i remember it just having the, like the random like vines like on the tv and it's just in like a in a random house but yeah it's so cool like I, I really love that band and i can't wait to hear their next sort of bit of music because their first album was unbelievable it was so good yeah oh yeah definitely Oh, that's so sick, dude. Like, we'll play some shows with them, I think, at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys Remember have that, to. Whether that's in Kingland's or our European We'd probably, have, we'd probably have to go like to them, though, I think. Because it's going to be logistically hard for them to come to the UK because they're like Slipknot in Nether Spies. <laughs> have, they, have they played in Europe before? I don't think so. No. Okay. I don't think so. They'd have to sort a lot of visas out, I think. <laughs> That's so sick. But no, I'm sure I'm sure we will play play with each other someday. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like you got that would be that would be amazing. Like honestly, it would probably be at a Mathcore fest. That like if especially if you and like Death Goals came over here, that would be unreal. I feel like a lot of people would like like be so stoked on that idea. I just want to come just to like all the bands because the lineups are always just so amazing but to play on it would be an honor heck yeah dude oh man and then so like okay so like let's like taking a step back like what how did like how did you guys get into music like what like who or like what got you into playing music or even just like listening to music actually like both of both those questions shall we go first luke 
Yeah, sure, man. Like, uh, good question. It's, I guess, basically, I, my, my family like loves music. Um, my dad loves all kinds of music, like rock, soul music, um, hip hop, lo loads of music. So I was always around music, and then I kind of got into like you know new metal and stuff when I was like ten. Yeah. And like punk, which I still love. You know, like Limp Bizkit and The Offspring and. All the yeah. shit that was popping off in two, popping off in like 1999s, 2001, of which there is plenty. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's still maybe like metal clubs that I go to now. Um, but then I guess when I was a couple of years later, I kind of got more into like traditional metal, um, which wasn't in weird tunings or with five strings, so I could actually think about learning it. I guess <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, and then I got into Maiden and stuff, um, and basically got a bass because of Steve Harris. Heck yeah. Um, Kind of like he's the best person in Iron Maiden, so I'll learn to do that. Um, <laughs> and then I just did all the standard bass player things, um, like uh, really like Flea a lot, um, and Les Claypool, yes, and Craig Burton, and try and learn Jacko Pistorius uh, songs and stuff like that. Um, and the, I love Dream Theater and stuff, so I've always played that um, kind of more prog stuff to Damn. keep up with the time signatures and all the madness which is why i guess i can actually placate stuff and <laughs> um, you know like tool and all, all and opeth and symphony x and all that sort of shit uh which i guess keeps my tech is pretty good and um, i just kind of kept it through like that and always played in bands and shit um and then kate put up another advert which um i responded to because initially the first EP sounds like carcass or like some like disgusting european death grind and i was like this is great <laughs> I won't play like gent um, or prog anymore. I can just get, you know, just get on the old lager beers and then just like thrash around with really high gain bass and um, like a pick and just shout a bit. Yeah. And then when, you know, like, and then I said, like, I played the stuff and Kay was like, oh, okay. So now I've actually got a decent bass player. We can like do all the technical math call that me and Josh wanted to do before. Um, <laughs> I guess in the round, that's me answering your, I'm trying to answer your questions. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Like knowing that, first of all, I like that you're like, yeah, I'd, like I'm going to be able to like throw my bass, like just like have fun. Exactly, and, then, and, and then, and then she's like, oh wait, actually like you're going to be <laughs> like, screw you in a way. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she, totally, she totally hoodwinked me there, but the, the only saving mercy. Like that as well, to be fair, she doesn't mince words, Kate. <laughs> no, but she, what she does do is tab. She tabs stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so I always kind of like, I tell you what, you come up with the maddest shit that you can. As long as you can write it down and I can practice it, let's do it. And she was like, okay, then. And then there we have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so <laughs> sick <laughs> but you know that's like i said i don't think i'd be able to do that um if i hadn't have spent um loads of years like learning and um, you know dream theater songs so uh from that bass player perspective yeah you know yeah no like i honestly like when you mentioned dream theater like you were like yeah like i i practiced with dream theater i was like what like practicing like with that is like yeah, Try and play Dream Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice the bass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. But yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. Like because like Dream Theater is like I I think they've ascended past God and like it's just 
unreal like how how like technical they are so knowing that you were like i'm telling you what man like people can chat shit about james the brie which even i will do as yeah. a huge dream fan <laughs> but it's like you watch them play for like two hours and as a musician it's like bro okay that was something else it's like <laughs> yeah. you, you want to talk shit um i'll tell you what you do that for two hours um, or we can play your shitty ass scene music yeah um, don't run your mouth and go practice a bit you know exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's perfect <laughs> i say this all the time josh, josh uh, yeah you have a dream piece <laughs> so you know you got you got to defend them yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you got to, man you got you got to defend your passions but likewise like i say people talk shit on that and it's like well let's see your stuff man yeah like okay. especially especially if yeah talking like yeah i guess it could be like so, not someone's cup of tea or something like that but like dude like but you still have to respect the artist like doing it and like uh, knowing what they're doing maybe you know what maybe the people just can't like like understand what they're doing so they're like dude that sucks <laughs> like but no like the, what they're doing is unbelievable but that being said, I love punk music too. You know? yeah, like, exactly. Um, so that's, I guess, that's sort of convergence of the thing with this, the thing with that with the Slaughter album is like, it's kind of like really technical in its execution. Yeah. Um, and like you say, very accurate. But then likewise, that's sort of done within quite a, a like grindy, um, punk. Uh, you know, like form, not formula, but like box. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's yeah. still tight. Yeah, and then we're still playing at time, but the tones or like the performance or whatever, the way it's mixed, it's quite grindy and punky. So it's that nice, like, and um, because some math call, you know, real talk, like some math call, you know, you listen to it and it, it and I mean, I like, I like a low level and um, amateur bands, and it's just, it's just fucking noise. Yeah, um, and it's just like da 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 da, like in various formats yeah. for like twenty five <laughs> minutes. Um, so you know it's hard to I think go from that um, being quite derivative and mimicking to actually doing something a bit um, challenging. But doing that was by no means an easy feat. Yeah, and, oh uh, yeah, came to fucking genius. So uh, <laughs> that's how that happens. <laughs> Yeah, so I was going to say before we go too far in the dream theatre, <laughs> the realms of dream theatre. Stop it! Yeah, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was, yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say pretty, pretty, pretty similar to what Luke was saying. Parents quite into music. I think they should just listen to like random stuff. And then my dad took me to see. Pink Floyd tribute band when oh. I was like 13 or 14 and I already played drums a little bit before then but that's when I like really opened my ears so to speak to like different music and used to remember listening to a lot of Dark Side of the Moon it's such like a entry level album isn't it but, but it's amazing yeah, and I, used to, <laughs> I used to just I used to just play along to that and then he's a big Led Zeppelin fan so I used to like practice along to John Bonham when I was really young and then I think when I was like 14, 15, I started getting into metal, so to speak, um, like Metallica and stuff like that. Yeah. And then one of my mates invited me to go and see, like, funny enough, I did say earlier, Lamb of God. And they were like one of my first mm. proper gigs. Oh, nice. Band. So that was a bit of a full circle. Um, 
<laughs> and Joffre Cowboy was supporting as well. Oh, so this dude. was like my f- this was like my first ever gig. I just walked into like <laughs> this really it's like a massive venue in South London called Brixton Academy that's quite famous. Um and like literally I just saw all these like topless men with like blood on their face just like <laughs> smacking each other up to like drop for a cowboy and I was like, I quite like this. <laughs> and then like by the time I'm Godron, I was like in the front row just going crazy. I think that was my first like dive into metal and then weirdly, um the next week, um Machine Head were playing at the same venue. Oh, so wow. my mate got us tickets for that. And um we actually ended up waiting outside the back um of the venue and uh got sort of ushered in by their manager and took us to the vip bar and had like a chat with rob flynn and um, what? some of the other members and like yeah when i was literally like 16 and Dude. had like a little chat with them like gave us a Hi, little... my name's josh and i really like the blackening it was <laughs> it was very cringe like in hindsight we were like Oh, <laughs> bringing us backstage. We have school tomorrow, but so we have to go now. But luck to me. <laughs> that was that was my introduction to the metal world. Got to you know hang out with some metal legends like quite early on, which was really cool. And yeah, just sort of spiraled from there. Like I think one of the first influential bands I went to see for what we play now was Riley Tomasi. I saw them when I was like seventeen, eighteen, maybe a little bit earlier, and. You know, that's when I was like, I really like weird stuff and stuff that's a bit different and challenging. And yeah, well, I think we, me and Kate were in like a black metal band before, like a post black metal band. And we started jamming together um, and sort of doing like a little project with that. And then our vocalist from, no, our bassist from that band became the vocalist of Pupil Slicer when him and Kate decided to like write this random like carcassy sort of ep that luke was talking about <laughs> earlier and then i was like i'll play drums on that and then me and kate were like we both really like math call let's um let's get a bit weirder with the um next stuff we release and just experiment with pupil slicer and it was sort of started as a joke and then it became like our main band and that post black metal band is no more <laughs> but yeah that's a i sort of covered quite a, covered about 10 years there but i think i've got some good anecdotes in there yeah, that's that's. It's worth sick. saying that I still say. It's worth saying that Josh mentioned Bonham there, mm. um, and I do always say to Josh, like, "Go on, Josh, do like do, do the Bonham, do the Bonham do, do, double pedal thing," um, or like, "Go on, do do the shuffle." Like shuffle. Or, like, <laughs> you know, do, do the pedal shuffle. Yeah, like do the do the do some fucking Bonham beats, man. So it's mm. good that you learn that. But I think you know, I'm ready to I'm ready to brush up on my uh, John Paul Jones. And we're like, you know, you could learn like the lemon song or some mad jam like that. <laughs> they're all pretty. They're all pretty amazing musicians, aren't they? Um, kind of missed out seeing them live, unfortunately. But just jammers, aren't they? Which we don't really do much. We don't do enough of, really. No, Kate tells us off. Um, Stop jamming. We need to practice. No, she doesn't say that. Um, but to be fair, like metal bands do find it quite hard to jam. I found. Mm. I found. You know. I've been trying to work on the blues a bit and play the blues properly, but I'm also in a technical death metal band, and that's that's eating up a lot of that time, really. So um, I'll dust the blues off the shelf some other time. <laughs> Dude, oh my, like that—that's sick. Like, and especially knowing that like that was your first show is like 
insane. Like, yeah. that's dr- job for a cowboy and like Lamb of God. And then you saw Machine Head, and then also met, dude. That's <laughs> like my, my, my other cool thing is I, I actually caught Chris Adler's drumstick in what? the crowd, which so I think I think it might have been a bit of prophecy there with prosthetic and yeah. stuff. But you never know. But yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That's so sick. That's that's yeah. unreal, dude. Do you still have the stick too? Oh, yeah, it's on, on top of my wardrobe. Yeah. I've cherished that for I, years. I was I gonna say, it. like, it, you have to. Like, that's 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 insane, dude. Mm. Oh, dude. Yeah, awesome band. I love Lamb of God. Dude, maybe, maybe not a cool thing to say, but I don't know. I think Lamb of God's new album's sick. <laughs> dude, I still have. I haven't heard it. I honestly like. I've known of Lamb of God forever, and like I've listened, I've listened to their first, I think their first record, like a couple times. But yeah, I've never taken a deep dive into them. Yeah, I'm really, I mean, I'm really from dove into, I'm really dove into their newer stuff either. But growing up, like, um, what's the name of that album? Um, as As the Palace is Burned. As the Palace is Burned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One like laid to rest on. I can't remember the name of it. That one's gone blank. They were classic. Ashes of the Wakes, a good one. So, like the guy on the new album isn't Chris Adler, but I'll tell you what, he does a fucking good job of playing like Chris Adler. I think he was mm-hmm. Lamb of God's drum tech, so um, you don't notice the difference. But, well, I mean you do because it's not Chris Adler, but still, uh, it sounds like Chris Adler. Anyway. There's that's my review of the Lamb the latest Lamb of God album. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's fucking solid, though. Heck yeah! Then I'm gonna have to check that out. And it's I, I'm glad like you uh, say like the, the review of uh, that new record because like I saw that you guys were also on Anthony Fantano's or, or Fan, Fantano. I can't sp- say it correctly. Like the needle drop, yeah, like like, <laughs> and you guys were compared to Dillinger. Like, dude, how 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 was that because like whenever i see any bands on there i'm always like oh dude they're probably pretty sweet he has yeah i feel like he has a pretty good opinion on music yeah fair very very well it's, it's his own opinion as he exactly. says himself but um yeah like he seems to cover like a lot of really good albums like, oh, that was a bit surreal just hearing him say people's like so i was like that was fucking <laughs> weird because again he's one of them people i've just known about for like 10 years and yeah to sort of see that was very very strange but you know in a, in a good way obviously of but, course um, yeah but yeah yeah really cool like honestly hopefully we can get an actual review out of him one day we just need to keep pestering him and maybe for <laughs> lp2 we can get him to give us like a strong seven or a light eight or something that'd be fantastic <laughs> on a similar note there's a publication in the uk called metal hammer yeah um and uh, well, they have metal hammers all over Europe. But anyway, like the the metal hammer in our country, um, I listened to a podcast, um, and they were talking about mirrors. And they, he said this: the the guy, uh, the, one of the main editors at Metal Hammer, was like, so, in terms of like the math core thing, right? You have Jane Doe, yeah, um, and then you have calculating infinity, yeah. And he's like, well, and then there's mirrors, and I was like, fuck, what, dude. I was like, that's not the order. I was like, that's not the order. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sick. <laughs> you know who else have been like super supportive as well? Revolver have been amazing, supportive of us, yeah. which is crazy, really. 
like every time even if we get a post that involves revolver now I'm still a bit like that is weird but in again in a good way but they've been they've been so cool dude yeah like like as dude, well as if, have all the indie guys like yourself man uh, oh dude <laughs> their own zines and shit and stuff so appreciate all of that as well it's mm. not about just the big names no, no, of course, no, and of course, like, but, like, of course the big names stick out the most because they're big, but, like, like, I saw that, like, no, like, you guys have gotten so much press on this record, and I, like I said, I understand why, because it's a great record, but it's just, it's unreal, like, you were featured in, like, that, that mag, like, the Metal Hammer magazine twice, like, like, and, like, oh, like, like, you were on, like, the UK one, and then once in Greece, right? Yeah. Dude, oh, no, this guy's good. He's just shit. We we're also insane. in the one in Poland if we're counting. Oh, no way. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah dude. I think Germany gave us a really bad review. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's perfect. That's so awesome. Like, dude, I love, the re- I love the bad reviews because it's like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> mm. Like, yeah, yeah you it's not, not everyone's cup, can't be everyone's cup of tea, as, as we were discussing earlier, you know, uh, dream theatre, not yeah, dream, but... exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd say, though, can, you know, like, I get I get that, but have a fucking go at playing some, like, like play a whole uh, Portnoy song, man, yeah. and you'd be a better drummer. <laughs> I do. Probably. No, it's not a cost to you, like, or anything. No, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude yeah but like okay so like yeah like you you guys have done like like, like to, i didn't even know about the the germany and poland like that's <laughs> that's crazy dude like I, I don't know like and then like dude you guys like got like voted one like one of the favorite albums of 2021 on metal injection like Dude, like literally, like whatever, whatever you guys did, you you should bottle it and sell it at your merch table, like because it's it's uh, it's unreal, like how much like how much this this how much press and everything is going. Like I said, it's fucking awesome, and it's just and everyone's seeing it. Like I'm just glad you guys took the time and did it like the, the ex- perfectly right way. It's so sick, dude. Thank you. Yeah, it um, feels like taking our time with the album, finding the right label and stuff, yeah. really, to, and right the right time to release it to play dividends. But you know, we should say shout out to Prosthetics and their sort of in-house publicist Becky because I don't think it would have um, got nearly as much of coverage and press and stuff if it wasn't for her. She works really hard and I think did a really amazing job helping us get it out there to as many people as it it, it got out to. Yeah. Props no. to Becky and Dick. Mm. Dude, that's sick. And then also, like, what, like, what I loved is that, like, I saw that you guys sold out of your like first like record, like, like pretty fast. It seemed like. And then, did you guys ever expect to have like a second press of your record? Because to me, that is one of like the coolest things ever. Like, I'm a huge vinyl nerd, so like, when I saw like, whenever I, w- you always want the first press, and when it's sold out, you're like fuck like and then you get the second it's still cool but it's just like knowing that you guys got a second one that had to have felt awesome yeah we, we all collect vinyl so oh, sick. Was, i think that was like a pretty that's one of them like goals you write down it's like you know i'd love <laughs> to have an album out on, on vinyl one day and that's you know something amazing we got to do with prosthetic and yeah well i think we were just like you know really happy to be on the label it's our first album we might sell out of the first pressing like after 
a few months or maybe even longer or you know we're just happy that it was going to a few people but yeah. to see it sell out so quickly was was unbelievable and yeah to get a second press in as well was just unreal it's it's cool <laughs> dude yeah and now we start the grind towards triple platinum <laughs> <laughs> right. Now the second press is oh, out the way. old one. <laughs> yeah, none of, the, none of this third, fourth, fifth business. Now we're like, you know, I'm looking for the hundredth pressing now. I'm not. Like, you can't. You can't get that. You can't get on an extreme metal album. The Jane, the Jane Godo plat, Jane Dogo platinum. I don't think so. I know chocolate starfish from Hot the Flavor Water did. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, dude! Like, yeah, dude! Like, it's it's definitely on its way to triple platinum, as as along with every other yeah, uh, like yeah. math core band. Slow grind. Yeah, yeah, dude. dude don't worry, it'll be a good like 10, 20 years, and it'll hit triple platinum. But it's gonna take that long. But like, <laughs> dude, that's so odd. Like, so you guys, oh, so are you? Do you guys take one of every record to like because like you need to collect variants of everything you own, or is it? Uh, or is it just like, oh, I just need the first press, or or they're just the test press, which is like the holy grail. I'm very hey, late. I've got, got, I've, got, I've got the I've got the first two presses in the frame in my room. Dude, <laughs> yes, I'm. Oh, that that makes me so happy. I love, dude. I I love that so much. <laughs> oh no, it's a, uh, I've got the third and well, it's put the second press, but there's two variants. Of them. Like, oh yeah, another frames, and or will people think they're mad if? I'm mad if they come into my room because like, I've got the like, same album in like four different frames. But <laughs> I'm generally, I just love, I've got such a massive vinyl collection and I love it. And I've, you know, been collecting vinyl for like 10, 11 years. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it and I do like looking at them every now and again. So yeah. why not? And, uh, what's, the last, what's the last vinyl you bought, Josh? I've got so many I've got so many vinyls on the way that haven't arrived yet because even our second pressing oh, took like months right. but yeah. the <laughs> last one I bought was that um Viljata one that came out a couple of days ago and um, Oh did you get a copy of that? No one. <laughs> Fuck, that sold yeah. out man. Before that came out. No. Damn, that was that was that some expensive shit from were they from like Denmark or Sweden? Sweet they're Swedish. Yeah. And then oh, what it was man. fifty quid. Yeah, but I've got dude. a new job, oh, so well, I'm just well. like, I'll oh, sod it. <laughs> yeah, um, well done. That'll be before that. Oh. I've got that. Have you heard of a uh, Slow Crush? I pre-ordered their album. They're quite a cool, like shoegazy band, not really metal, but got ordered, pre-ordered that. I've got like the new War from a Harlot's Mouth. Oh, nice. Pre-order nice. from it's it's of M MXX. They're like old album, but waiting on that one as well. Um, yeah, I've got a few few in the in the post, but I have to wait and see when they actually arrive. But you know, patience is a virtue, as they say. That's 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 unreal. Like like, are you guys like are you guys into that the 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 wax vessel uh stuff like stuff? Have you guys ever uh, looked at any of the, uh, listened to any of those bands on there? It always wow. sells out quite quick, doesn't it? Oh yes, think, it's very hard to get those. <laughs> I think Kate managed to get the new. Well, so I don't think it's a repress, but she managed to get the what's it called inside the beehive. Oh yeah, yeah, I I I, I missed that one for sure. <laughs> but I think she's she she's been chatting to them That's a little bit, so I managed. Awesome. Yeah, he managed to snag a signed copy, which I'm a bit jealous of. Oh, what? <laughs> Gosh, could have got us one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, like yeah, just be, a... that's sick. 
I was at a festival this weekend and I bought um, a first press of uh, the new Dark Throne album, which is pretty damn good. Uh, I'm sure Josh might have listened to that, I don't know. And then oh, I got, is, it, is it black metal or are they still kind of rock black and white? No, no, they're still, on this, yeah, they're still on that sort of like uh, old school metal with some like doom thrown in and like, you know, loads of proto European uh, types of metal. You know, they go like speed metal and. Mm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like first wave black. There's a bit of black, I guess, like first wave black metal in there, and also got some. Uh, it's kind of like ambient, I guess, post black metal, but really crusty. It's called uh, Passage de Hervia, I guess is how you'd say it. And um, that was pretty cool. And I bought uh, the album of Heathen Deity, who are like a, a, a UK BM band. So yeah. Bought loads of black metal, but I was, I'll tell this to I'll tell this just because it was funny. Like, and I told these guys. So, within the band, like basically, Kate loves um, Death 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 Heaven. Oh um, yeah. And I'm I'm more in like the I I prefer more like Wolves in the Throne Room, which is I I appreciate it's quite similar, but I actually um was like yeah fuck these hipsters sort of thing. <laughs> but it's still alright though. I mean, me and Kate have banter about it all the time. But anyway. So I walked in at this black metal festival and there was this record tent where I just bought those records and I just walked in and was like, so guys, how many copies of Sunbaver are you expecting to sell this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and like, two of the guys just shot me, like the actual guys looking through the records shot me the dirtiest look. Um, the, the people running it were actually quite funny and they were like, nah, we didn't bring that to the festival. <laughs> we have got a couple of copies in the shop. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, not the best crowd um, to land some to look for the crack. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> that's uh, that. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad those uh, mm. the people like running it were like like funny about it because like yeah they could have been like yeah like like a hundred or something or like just something like ridiculous or like i'm just i'm so glad those two dudes shot you that look because they like that's that's so amazing that they were looking for it as you walk in no no they weren't looking for it man it was more like we'd never buy that we're here for the true oh man i thought oh dude (laughs) that makes it even better it was more like hey it was like hey don't say that in this black metal We're here for the real black metal, man. We're not here for that shit. Yeah, we're looking for, like, the first like, Everyone seven-ish. was wearing black clothes, man. Yeah. Everyone looked so black metal. <laughs> and my cousin was there, like a festival hippie, um, with, like, a bright bucket hat and stuff on. And the, the guy was going, like, the rec- guy in the record shop was like, your mate out there, like, is he going to come into the tent at all? And I was like, no, I think he feels a bit intimidated by all these miserable guys standing rapidly <laughs> black. Miserable. <laughs> <in this> <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they're in, probably yeah, into probably into their more like depressive black metal, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you're ruining their vibe. Yeah, they show too loud in the tent. <laughs> no, I think everyone was really, really serious at this festival. Um, serious black metal dudes and gals. Oh, dude, I, I love I love all the descriptive uh, description for like depressed, depressed, like like miserable, like dude, like, like no one. It sounds like no one was happy there. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, they, I mean, it was in it was in a forest up north. Oh, what the district? And it was raining. Oh, dude, that's... it was very it was very cold. <laughs> it was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, that's so good. That is so good. Oh my god. Anyway, that, that was the volume expansion. <laughs> so, so be, <laughs> so besides that, like those like shows that you talked about earlier, like are those are, are some of those shows happening this year or are they all next year? I, I, I all next, all next year. All next um, year. Okay. We can't, we can't um, really play any shows this year for various reasons. But um, yeah, we can't. We, it, it should work out fine actually, because things should be more, more back to normal by then anyway. And you know, got got to keep the crowd waiting a little bit until they can hear Mirrors live properly. So yeah, it'll be really fun. We're like sort of lining stuff up. We can't talk about at the moment. It's really, it's all really exciting. We just can't wait to tell people what we've got in store. But it's gonna be sick oh dude oh i love that like that's that's so sick well i'm i'm very stoked to hear the news that that'll be that'll be fucking awesome and like okay well since i know i know it's like a bit preemptive since you your like record just came out but like have you guys already been working on newer stuff or are you guys just like straight up practicing this right now to be like as perfect as you as you can be on the show's back nice yeah So we've got like we're recording something soon, and then we've got oh, like we're, we're like right we're doing writing and stuff for album too. And but yeah, we're we're pretty good on the songs because a lot of songs off of Mirrors we have been playing live for like three years. Oh wow, which is Whoa. weird. Like I think like Husk and Wounds were like written really really quite early on, but we were like saving it to put on the album because it's more of a sort of true reflection of the band. Um, so yeah, like uh, we're pretty, we're pretty good on them songs, and we've sort of drafted in Luke's friend to sort of help out on some live guitars as well. So oh, we're gonna sick. have a bit of a thicker, bit of a thicker sound when we're live, like because he was on the Mathcore Index um, fest as well. So oh, yeah, okay. um, yeah, we've got a lot to do in in a very short amount of time. I, I know we've got like probably four or five months into our next actual show, but. Um, you know, still got a lot to sort of prepare and stuff. So, yeah, be good. Hey, Josh, I'm not, I'm not liking you here saying we're good on those songs, mate. <laughs> that means you're not going to practice well, them. There'll be a bit of ring rust. There'll be a bit of ring rust, as they say. But yeah, I need to. Now get we got hit. We got hit. Fit. We got hit the ropes. Fit, man. Mm. You know, like Stone Cold in '98. That's how hot we got to be. I'm, I'm going to be down in beers, like him, more likely. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. On first night of tour, then we'll be absolutely miserable for the rest of them. <laughs> but I mean, to your thing about new stuff, um, uh, just you know, on Kate's behalf, um, if she's not here, like she, she, I would say she's quietly confident with it, but that's not true because, in fact, she's like, this is the best shit we've ever written. Oh, um, that's it. And I'm like, dude, you know. I hope we've got some more in the chamber here because, you know, no pressure, but like you were saying at the start of this, um, he, people went bananas for it. So, you know, um, I think the band collectively um, yeah. does feel a bit of pressure to deliver on that. Because, like, like, the first, yeah, oh, sorry to interrupt, Luke, but yeah, the first few reviews we oh, were right, getting right. were like, um, first few reviews we got, a lot of them were ending with, like, we can't wait to hear what the next album's going to be. Dude, that's see, like that. That that's 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 extremely intimidating, and like, and it's it, it sucks that it puts like such a 
I don't know, like a, like a like a worry in like in any band's head. But like to me, I'm just like, dude, like whatever, whatever, like I'm gonna write is exactly what is the the way we were gonna go. And if people don't like it, that's just a bummer that they didn't evolve with us or they didn't. Oh, f- course, yeah, it's, like, it's, like yeah. yeah, dude, exactly. And like we it, love it, like we love it, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Like I, like I, I love, I love both, both ends like so much. Like I, I feel like if you guys basically did pulled like a daughters, like where you just go to like drunk Elvis singing, and that would be fucking dope. Like I, I, I loved, I loved, I love that huge transition from their like crazy like grindy stuff to that. Like I felt like it worked. So I, to me, like no matter yeah, what you guys that, write, will be will be fucking gnarly. I don't know if the, the switch. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna do like an OK computer to like Kid A. Yeah. Like level sort of switch. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, people. I think without giving too much away, just expect the mafia to be more mathy. Oh The post metally bits to be more epic. You know, just we're just gonna try and crank everything up to eleven, as they say, and you know, just explore what was good about the album oh, more. I think that's the plan. Heck yeah, that oh, all yeah, that's more so of sick. More of more of mornings. Yeah. <laughs> you know the intimidating thing they always say is on those interviews as well at the end. They always go, um, the band has so much potential. And you're like, <laughs> oh shit, what if this was our best <laughs> You know. Because, you know, to refer to the metal history, Iron Maiden nineteen eighty, arguably lots of people say it's their best album, and that's Iron Fucking Maiden, so it's like, oh shit. <laughs> I hope we've got more potential. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that that is extremely like like harsh to hear. Like it's just like, oh damn, like yeah, like and like I, <laughs> that, that's so good. The I English love that. English people fucking miserable. We're miserable. Goes back to what you were saying. Yep. It, it does come back to what you were saying though. It's just, you know, we're we're only doing what we like doing, so no expectations from us. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that that's that's what I feel like everyone should be because like I know like I've heard interviews where it's like I've heard like a straight up podcast where some dude was like, "Yeah, your first record was amazing, so you better like better come out like swinging on the second one." It's like, first of all, duh. Like, <laughs> second, like we're going to try. It's like t- to me, it's like no one needs to say that because it's like no, I'm, you know what? I I'm gonna put out subpar shit right now just because like uh, I just didn't feel like writing. Like, t- of course, every band's gonna push their fucking envelope and like. That's why I've. Whenever I hear that in an interview, I'm always like, "Dude, what? Like, you can't tell that to someone because that's just like too harsh. Like, of course they're gonna try and like outdo the first record. Like, it's it's always that's a, that's a very kind point. That's y- very kind. yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you know what might happen is you know like so Weezer put out the Blue album and everyone's yes. like, "This is the best shit." Yeah. And then they put out I think is it Pinkerton the album they put out after that and everyone's like, "Oh, it's horrible." Yeah. And everyone said it was completely shit. And now, like, 15, 20 years later, they're like, Pinkerton's a genius album. Exactly. What to make after the new album? And I'm like, that might happen to us, but if it does, we've just got to wait 15 years. <laughs> dude, that's uh, it. That's it, mm-hmm. dude. Just a short 15 years. You know? I think, yeah. You know what I mean, though? Like, that does happen. And yeah. in retrospect, people go, why are we being douches? That album was actually pretty good. <laughs> Dude, they're just so jaded because, like you said, like the blue album's like flawless, and they're just like, "Oh fuck, they they totally messed up with these songs." It's like, dude, no, like wait 
again like it's like it's like i wish it was not 15 years it was like 15 minutes it's like yo just give it another listen and then you'll love this record because it's still weezer and it still rips like dude just like yeah just i love pink yeah dude Dude, like, <laughs> dude. No, so I just typed in Pinkerton, for example, right? Rolling yeah. Stone 2016. How Weezer's Pinkerton went from embarrassing to essential. And that's the first <laughs> fucking hit. No know. way, dude. That's so, it's so true. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's mind blowing that, like, everyone hated that. And then it just, and I don't know, man. Like, I'm, that's, that's how I feel is that, like, just give it give it a chance like and like i know i've definitely been like one of those people where it's like oh i don't like it and then i listen to it like a like a couple months or a year later i'm like oh i'm an idiot like i should have given this a a better chance get you uh that's a good song (laughs) (laughs) but dude okay so i have two more questions for you guys so uh the first one is like a weird one i like to ask everyone so Let's just start with uh, Luke. Uh, if your if if your band was a TV show or a movie, what would it be? What would I like it to be, or what is it? What is it like? What what does your band encompass in a TV show or a it's movie? Probably more head? like um, I would say. Okay, I, okay. I mean, I'd like it to be like The Sopranos. Yeah. It could be like some beautiful, <laughs> some beautiful cinematic, like Amon Ra neurosis kind of music. Yeah. But in fact, it's probably more like um, Wacky Racers. There's <laughs> just loads of cars, i.e., in this analogy, sort of genres or bands, yeah. just all competing for like the spotlight and fighting each other, and someone popping out the side of a car with like a fucking pig destroyer riff, and then someone else over here with like a, a five minute post metal section. So, you know, that would be my one. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. What about you, Josh? Um, as much as I, yeah, Sopranos would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Um, like Wayne's World, maybe. Like, I don't know. it's like um, just a, we're just a few goofballs, aren't we? Really, just lost in this. Like, I think you can forget how like silly metal is, really. And I always think of that scene where like um, they meet, like. Um, What's the, what's their names? Wayne and Garth like go backstage and they meet um, Alice Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just very kind. Like I feel like that's that's what being in this band's like. You're just you're just rubbing shoulders with lots of cool people and everyone's very nice and <laughs> we're a bit silly. <laughs> that's probably the best way to describe us as a band. That's awesome. That's so good. I I, I get, it's so funny. I feel like Wayne's World is like such a like an iconic movie and that's like the first time i've ever heard it and like i I, i'm so glad like that that is such a good like analogy for any like for any band like yeah dude just like we're just like goofballs dude (laughs) Dude. And and then uh so the last question i like to end on is uh what has been the best show you have ever played and then give me the worst show you have ever played Um, I'll go first. Uh, so, best show, n- not necessarily with Pupil Slicer, but one of my old bands, um, we supported Decapitated. Uh, what? Big venue. <laughs> oh, that was dude. quite cool. Um, you know, I got to meet Vogue. That was nice. I was like, hey, Vogue, um, 
I've got all my decapitated records here, like a fanboy. Uh, <laughs> could you sign them, please? And it was like about, I think it was about a week or two before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, and my wife lost decapitated, so I was like, could you like sign them out um, in my wife's name as well? So that was that was a good one, obviously. Um, I guess worse. Um, I mean, this is my dog's barking at the door right now, so this is making this a bad gig. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, we, we, I mean, it's, it's nice and like I enjoy all of our shows. Um, some of them, uh, you know, I, it wasn't the worst, but a memorable one was that we did like a mixed Bill Hardcore show at a supporters, uh, at Arsenal supporters pub in North London with like a mixture of the locals and then just like crust punks um, and like all these Arsenal supporters just sitting at the bar being like, what the hell is this? And there was like shoddy gear, but it was like really punk. Um, <laughs> And I think our friend came to see us. Our friend who actually did the artwork on Mirrors. And I oh. think Kate smashed him in the face with the guitar. She's done that more than once to the same person. What? Um, which, which speaks volumes to what Kate's like. Yeah. She just goes like a whirling dervish around the stage, destroying everything <laughs> and her own equipment. Um, but yeah, he, he, our friend Nick got a, got a smack in the face with the, with the guitar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Joe? Um, we had quite a few best ones, I think. Um, we supported Frontier once, which was really cool, and that's nice. how we got to like. We actually met Ped um, and the guys from Frontier when we we went to see them in London. But then next time they played, we ended up supporting them, which was cool. Uh, we supported um, Godmother, this like Swedish sort of band, and like Party Smasher. That was a really yes, cool yeah, gig. Yeah, sick. Um, yeah, just loads of little ones like that. Again, the London tours, you know. Um, I think the worst one was probably uh, we played one in this pub, um, and we were on really early, and it's similar to what Luke was saying. And we ended up with um, like it was just playing to locals really, and like the sound guy was telling us to turn everything down, even though it wasn't that high. And I think one of the locals started trying to rap Kate's like. <laughs> guitar lead around her leg while she was trying to play and it's just so awkward Whoa. and we all just left after and it was just like that was a terrible gig but I think it's just one of them ones where you just have to you know brush it under the carpet but yeah that was a bit of a shitty one but <laughs> yeah that's you know very what? weird it was a really bad gig a really bad gig I played objectively many years ago um, we, we played with Employed to Serve oh wow okay they had it was when they were touring their first album, not touring it, they were just playing shows after it came out. That, that was my that shitty, wasn't with my us, shitty. No, this is years ago, man. Like, and that was like my shitty gent band um, and some other <laughs> shitty gent band, and then basically <laughs> employed to slaves. So it was probably about 2012 or 13, and it was this pub, like, uh, it was like it was a venue, well, it was a small pub slash venue. Now you see that meme of like the band looking at the corner of the room, and it's like the corner of the room, that's the stage. It was literally like that. And there must have been about 15 people there. It was in the Midlands. Um, it was absolutely dead. And considering it was a tiny venue, I think like there was, you know, there was like literally a fruit machine, like a slot machine <laughs> next to the stage that some guy was like play, trying to play on. Whilst I remember like the bass, all the bass player was shoved up against the fucking slot machine. Anyway, but like that was a cool gig and a, and a shit gig because you know, it just shows you that you have to put in the grind, and even though we might call it a shit gig now, like, you know, still gotta give respect to promoters to putting that stuff on and stuff, because without that, um, 
there would be no bass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, that's insane. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this, that, I can't remember what it's called, but the first one that's like super math core, is it called Everything Turns Grey or something like that? I don't know, Josh may know. But anyway, yeah, that first thing called Setup. Grey as you remember. Grey as you remember, there you go. It was when they were playing that. Oh, and I was like, oh, just okay. there, this is really extreme. <laughs> I obviously didn't watch your shit gem ban. I just didn't say that, but her expression on her face did. Um, <laughs> I was her. <laughs> oh my god, well, dude, dude, like, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a cool time, and, like, your band fucking rips, and, like, just thank you, thank you for yeah. even being able to come on. No worries at any time. Um, it's also, the, I think I said before that you know really appreciate anyone that's you know happy to have a chat with us, especially about the music and yeah, it's sick. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah, it's 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 charitable of you to have a bass player and a drummer on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> true. I've got, give you, I've got to give you props for that. Um, you're doing you're doing your service for diversity in metal. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, bass player, drummer, have a voice. Behind, you know, the, the loud members of rip, the band. Um, rhythm representation, that's all we want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> Dude, no, I, I'm a drummer myself, so yeah, I have to start a podcast to even have my voice be heard. So trust me, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> that's so awesome. Nice, nice, Dude, well then... um like uh, what I'm gonna do is just uh, stop uh, uh, stop the recording. So I'm gonna say like a fake goodbye, and then I'm gonna talk to you right after this, dude. Thank you guys for coming on. That was awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. I mean, you've done it. You played drums. We could have talked about Neil Peart and Rush Loads. <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mention Rush that much, did I? But I fucking love Rush as well. That's on the list. And now the episode has come to a close, which is a bummer because those dudes were there were they were awesome. Like their band rips and like they rip. It was it was just it was seriously a lot of fun. Like they, like please please go check out Pupil Slicer. They're so sick. This this new record's unbelievable. And like oh man, it was just so fun talking to these guys. I'm glad they had they they were able to come on. It was so much fun. So dude, Luke, Josh, thank you guys so much for coming on and I can't wait to hear more from your band. It's it's ridiculous. Just like how everyone says like, hey, gotta step. No, I'm just kidding. Like no matter what you guys put out, it's going to be fucking gnarly and I can't wait. It's going to be really sick. So thank you guys for coming on. And hey, if this is your first time here, nice to meet you. I'm shaking your hand virtually. And if, 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 this, if, the, if you're back for like the hundredth time i haven't even done a hundred episodes i'm shaking your hand again everyone gets a handshake everyone's on the same playing field uh, but anyways i hope you all have a good day and guess what i'll see you on the next episode